Hello and welcome to the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Happy Thursday. Adam was briefly about to say happy Friday. Just kind of getting ahead of myself, you know, kind of wished it was Friday, but completely okay. Are you perhaps ready for the worst Thursday night football game of all time that is going to take place in a matter of about six and a half hours. I don't know. We haven't had our annual Titans Jaguars Thursday night football game. Are they even playing this year on Thursday night football? I have, I have the slightest idea. All I know is I see this game and I say, yuck, this game is going to be horrific. I aren't. Thank God. Thank God. So I was in a dilemma this week when I was going through waivers and, and making my claims and everything like that. Yeah. Guess who guess who the Jaguars are next week? It's Jaguars Bengals on Thursday. Joe Burrow. Tra- oh, oh my God. On Thursday, on Thursday, well, there's intrigue. There's intrigue there. Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. So that I guess is, is, is intriguing. They're only primetime game. Unless you count them going to London. Oh, Urban Meyer doesn't deserve to be on primetime. But when I, was going, fuck when I was going through my lineups for the week and checking my claims and everything, everything like that, I was almost, I was very tempted, very tempted to not pick up the Panthers defense just so I didn't have to feel obligated to watch this game tonight or at least feel super committed towards watching this game. Because Panthers, honestly, yeah, I don't want to watch a minute of it. The Panthers defense went went for, I believe, eleven dollars in our league. A fat. I got them for one in another league, and then I saw them go for free in another. When well, clearly, whoever picked up the Panthers defense is a savvy listener of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Yes. I mean, in the non-co-own league, because we got Rondell Moore in the co-own, but oh, in yeah. In the other league, Rondell Moore went for f- like $40 of fab. Uh, that was not the most expensive I saw. I saw Rondell Moore go for $105. Oh, my God. $200 budget, and he went for $105. Well, he gave lots. Yeah, and, I, and, and to be honest, I'm, I'm, in that, I'm in that league, obviously, and my team is awful. My team is absolutely terrible. And I even bid above and beyond. I bid 60 I, I bid like Rondell thirty. Moore. I bid like thirty-five, and I thought, oh, nobody's going to go that high. But yeah, no, people well, go where high. We got, where we got him, we bid twenty-seven. Yeah, and twenty-seven was enough. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure if anybody, um, if anybody else bid for Rondell Moore. Adam, go into some shortest spiel, and I will give you an answer in about ten seconds as to sure. whether any, anybody else put a bid in for Rondell Moore. I do know if if you could even check that, but yes, you can, if you, if you can, then by yep. all means. Oh yeah, you yeah. absolutely can. Absolutely. can. you just got to check the offers, the office report on uh, ESPN. Anybody could do it. All right. Well, yeah. So this Thursday night game, not looking forward to it. Thank God. We already, we already uh, covered it. Yes, bird. So there was, there was a team that we beat on a tiebreaker. Wow. Based on waiver priority. Wow. 25 and 25. Wow. Hallelujah. How do you check that, by the way? Just uh, so I know. Go, 
you go to your you go to the team page online. It cannot be on your phone. It's got to be online. Yeah. You go to players and you go to office report. It's right there. Where it has been uh. for the dawn of time. And I can't believe we were the only ones that bid on the we were there were two of us that bid on the Panthers. It was one dollar bid by us, and then it was eleven dollars by the team that got them. So yeah, there were there were a lot of um, there was one guy in a, in the single in the non cologne that went for that spent a lot of of his fab, a lot of their fab, getting Rondell Moore and KJ Osborne. Yes, well, KJ Osborne, I, I I happen to like a lot. I was able to get KJ Osborne for free. This person spent a combined sixty five dollars of fab on both of them. Jesus. 40 for more and 25 for Osborne. Jesus. Even Corderall Patterson went for 18 bucks. Yeah. I was actually relatively surprised that Cordero Patterson went as, as heavily as he did. I, I, I honestly, I was very, very surprised. Oh my God. Well, now I see. This is this is I can look at this all day. Uh, all these bids. Elijah Mitchell Elijah Mitchell last week went for $101. Yep. That happened. That happened. I, I I'm almost certain that team blew his entire their entire fab. Oh and yeah, no, they're they're done for. I don't think they have any fab. That is so they're gonna be bidding zero dollar bids. They the legitimately the have no fab. They've Absolutely zero fab. God almighty. Well, anywho, we are, uh, we are not here to, uh, to talk about our league, else. our league <laughs> dilemmas. We're here to, uh, no, that's a different show. Yeah, that is, that is a different show. Yes. That, that is a, uh, a different show. And by, and by the way, I just want to, before we go into, uh, to week three, a, humongous humongous thank you to everyone who has been sending in their questions for the week three mailbag jake and i will be recording that one tomorrow fun stuff and i uh i hope to be on that soon because yeah like i said i love mailbags it's my favorite one of my favorite things to do on this podcast is mailbag yeah, so you're you're traveling next week yes and then when you're back the following week when you're not traveling you're on all right, you're on. It'll be me. It'll be me, you, and uh, me, you, and Jake. Yes, but thank you again for sending in your mailbag questions, everyone. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. All right. So, what do you want to do first? Do you want to? We already previewed the Thursday game, correct? Or no? No. 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 I don't think we did. Oh, I wish we had. I wish we had. Can we just say that we did? It's it's very easy. It's very easy. Two quarterback leagues. Sam Darnold is a, is a fine start. Christian McCaffrey, you're starting across the board. DJ Moore, you're starting across the board. Robbie Anderson, I don't love as much just because I want to see it first before I'm really willing to dive in and say that he's a must start. Um, Ian Thomas, no. Panthers defense, I mean, there's... Honestly, it looks like Dan Arnold is the number one tight end for the Panthers. Dan Arnold, whomever it is. Bottom line is the Panthers tight end is completely irrelevant. Panthers defense, they're the top play of the week for me. 
they are a must start on all levels. As for the Texans, the only guy that I think is really worth starting maybe is Brandon Cooks with the expectation that maybe Cooks is more of a mid, yeah, I'd say mid wide receiver three. I mean, unless Davis Mills ends up being like the second coming, you're not really expecting too much out of Brandon Cooks. Well, based on the fact that I had the Carolina Panthers as the number one defensive play of the week, I would say that uh, me personally, I do not expect Davis Mills to be the second coming of John Elway tonight. Yeah. Although it wouldn't be the first time. And it won't be the last. We, we've, so, we've definitely seen guys go berserk before. Yeah. Remember the, uh, the Nick Mullins game? of 2018 oh of course i do of course yes. i do I, I believe that's that's the uh night i said yeah everyone go pick up the uh the oakland raiders and go start the oakland raiders on monday night football against nick mullins no it was uh thursday 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 that's what it was thursday night football go pick go pick up the raiders and start them against nick mullins and nick mullins absolutely torched the raiders and that's when i said yeah i forgot uh that's a shitty defense yeah those teams when they played, had a combined win total of two. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the it was it, at the time it was one of the worst Thursday night games ever coined. Yeah, although little, you never know. Little did they know. Little did they know there would be this game tonight. Yeah, although who knows? Because remember, in what was it 2017 when the 49ers and the Rams played on Thursday night football, and it ended up being a fucking bloodbath. True, like a shootout. Oh, this game, I think, would be – I would have a much more positive look on this game if Tyrod was was starting over Davis Mills. I would have a much, much more positive reaction to this outlook. game. I mean, I would have a more outlook. positive outlook. Outlook. Yeah. Good word, Adam. Good word. More positive outlook. Yeah. Yeah, but the fact that it's Davis Mills, the fact that it's Thursday – fact that it's the Texans and the Texans are just terrible in every, every facet. I mean, at least they won't go winless. That's good. Um, But yeah, this, this game is just going to be, if, if anyone is looking for, you know, to, to, to teach anyone on the ins and outs of football and the clinic, anybody's intending a clinic of good football. And this is the game they're going to be using as their film study. This is not the game to use. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, if you're in Houston, just uh, bless your heart. Go make the trip to LA and watch the Angels play the Astros. Don't do this. Bless your heart. Yeah, this is uh, this is not not the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey owners will be will be on the edge of their seat, myself yep. included. Yeah. All right. So now that that's out of the way. Who are your top quarterback starts for the week? I mean, this is a very, very good week. Outside the, of the obvious. On the high end. On the high end, it is a very, very good week. If you drafted one of the top guys at premium value, yeah, this is a good week for you. I mean, Kyler Murray against Jacksonville, Lamar Jackson against the Lions, Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers, I think, even is, is, is a very good matchup for him, even though the Chargers defense did look very good. And I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who thought the last week, last week's game versus Dallas would be more of a shootout. But fair play to the Chargers. They they definitely held their own. But this is Patrick Mahomes coming off of a loss. So I, for, I firmly expect that 
Patrick Mahomes just going to light up the Chargers. I mean, that's just the way I feel. Um, Josh Allen against the Washington football team. I mean, there are a lot of people who thought the Washington football team's defense would be a little bit better than, than it has been. Uh, this is the defense that just allowed uh, Daniel Jones to carve them up. So I think that there really should be no problem in terms of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs having having massive showing. So like I said, the, 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 the top end quarterbacks, the guys that you were drafting in rounds three, rounds four, rounds five, are going to be fairly good starts. And like, this is, this is the week that you kind of, you get the justification as to why you selected those guys, just because the matchups are going to be just so terrific, but I, well, I hope so. But outside of, of those guys, I mean, I love, 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 love Daniel Jones going up against the Falcons. And this is the weekend that Eli Manning has his Jersey retired by the New York giants. So there's going to be, added motivation for the Giants to go out and, and potentially hopefully win this game. Don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, the Atlanta defense is terrible. It, it's awful. And we saw Daniel Jones have a very good week last week against the Washington football team. I think that, again, we talked about him on the waiver show that he was a very good stream this week, and I still stand by it. I think Daniel Jones is, is an excellent start if you're going to be going in that direction. Teddy Bridgewater versus the Jets. I have him as a top 12 play this week fire him up, start him against the Jets because the Jets are absolutely hapless and I can't wait for Cortland Sutton to score a touchdown. And then outside outside of that, I mean, I, I mean, I have a, I have, me personally, I have a debate slash dilemma in my uh, Superflex where I have to choose between Jalen Hurts, who I'm starting because Monday night, but then I have to make a choice between Kirk Cousins against the Seahawks and Justin Fields against the Browns. I think both are good starts. I think I'm leaning towards Kirk Cousins just because I really want to see it from Fields in, in, in his first start. But, I again, I think Fields is a, is a fine start if you went and picked him up this week. But for me personally, I think the move for me is that I'm going to be going with, with Kirk Cousins there. Um, like I said, Sam Darnold tonight, great start if you want to go in that direction. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think that that those are like the, the, the kind of guys that I think I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, this week. And if you're looking for a guy that I wouldn't touch Adam, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump you before you can even ask me the question. Unbelievable. Okay, I know. Fine. I know. Go for um, it. Who is it? This is, this is going to sound absolutely crazy to a lot of people, but Tom Brady is a guy that I, think I would like to avoid this week going to Los Angeles cross country, taking on the Rams, Jalen Ramsey, that Aaron Donald. I think if you have a better option this week, it, you play that better option over Brady. I think this is just the one Sean of those McVay revenge game. I just think this is one of those weeks that I would love to avoid Brady. If, if, if at all possible. Yeah. Okay. I, I like, get that. Like for example, I'll, I'll give a great example. Yes. There is a league. It's it's our league. It's our league where I have my wagon, where I'm starting Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady. But then I have another league where Tom Brady is my only option, and I'm like, okay, I'll start. I'll start Tom Brady. And by the way, I should also put this out there too. Tom Brady is a better start if he has Antonio Brown, who we are not sure if he is going to be ready. He needs to test negative twice in a 24 hour time frame for him to be available for this game against the Rams again as of time of recording 
It is Thursday, so we do not know what the status of Antonio Brown is, but he has until Saturday, presumably, to test negative twice. So he'll have to test negative either today, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. He'll have to test negative. So kind of crunched against time there for uh, for Antonio Brown. But again, I would feel better about AB, about Tom Brady, if AB is there. Yeah, I could see that. And I mean, the the Rams defense is probably the best defense that the, the Bucks have faced all year at this point. So far. So far. So far, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough matchup for for the Bucks because really, really the Rams have been actually doing something very clever with Jalen Ramsey in they, they've kind of made him more of a safety where they've allowed him to drift wherever he wants to go. So I think it's like a, a very clever little thing that Raheem Morris has done with with Jalen Ramsey is giving him that positional freedom Actually, to kind of do whatever he wants and, and drift to whatever side of the field he wants to go to. It's not a it's not a Tom Brady or it's not a Sean McVay revenge game. It's a Raheem Morris revenge game. It is a Raheem Morris revenge game, yes. But uh yeah, for me, I mean, I think that this Kansas City LA game is going to be one of those games that's that's gonna have people saying, why is this at one o'clock in the afternoon? I hope you're right. I think this game is going to be a shootout. I mean, for our sake, Justin Herbert, we we hope that Justin Herbert's going to be good. But we I need that, Justin Herbert to be good. And Keenan Allen as well. But I think that the Chargers are really going to bounce back. I mean, they're 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 solid. They're a solid team, but I think they yeah, I think they're gonna uh you know return more to form this week against Kansas City. We're gonna talk about the Chargers a bit more in, in just a little bit, trust me. Okay. But uh, as far as you covered a lot of the the starts that I would that I would talk about. Yeah. Um I mean is there is there a sit that maybe you would go yeah. for that I may have said or didn't say? Um I think that outside of like the obvious I would probably say hmm probably like Baker Mayfield I'm not like a huge fan of him going up against Chicago. Not many are. And like, you're not starting him anyway, but I would, I would also say this in going off the, uh, the Baker um, segue is Odell Beckham Thursday did practice in full capacity, but it is very non-committal as to whether or not Odell is actually going to play in the game on Sunday. So I think I would feel a little bit better about Ob about uh, Baker Mayfield if OBJ plays, but even then, it's a tough matchup for him against against Chicago. And I again, it's kind of like with anything with Baker Mayfield, it's just kind of I, they're going to run the ball, and you know it. Yeah. So well, what, I I agree yeah. with you, Adam. I agree with you with the sit on uh, on Baker. He's not my favorite start this week in in two quarterback. One guy I'm ambivalent on because this really, this is the one Matt, the one decision that kind of depends on the health of the quarterback that he's facing. Sure, is Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah, that that's because if it's Jacob Eason, then I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to be putting in too much work past the third quarter. I think it's got to be Jacob Eason. 
think it's going to be Jacob Eason. And I think Ryan Tannehill is, I think it, it, you're, you're probably going to get a typical Ryan Tannehill day, 250, two touchdowns. And a lot of the work comes down to Derrick Henry. Cause I don't know how much the Colts are going to be really moving the ball in this game. So if they're not moving the ball and it's a lot of three and outs, it's going to be a lot of the Titans offense on the field. And they're going to be scoring. I would assume a plenty. And if they're scoring and they're leading big in this game, then it's just going to be Derrick Henry winding the clock. Same with Jerry McNichols and, and, and all of that. So yeah, the, the, the Titans, the Titans pass game, I think is one that I would like to fade for the week. If at all possible, like, of course you're going to start AJ Brown, but guys like Julio guys like Ryan Tannehill, I think they're fades if, if at all possible, but it just makes me love Derrick Henry even more this week. Yeah. Fun for us. Yeah, I, I have Derrick Henry as, as my number five play of the week. All right, so uh, let's move on to running backs. So this is another pretty good week. You know, McCaffrey, of course, is going to have a game and a half against Houston. Ideally, ideally, yeah. But, ideally. but, but then again, Christian McCaffrey week one had the quietest 27 points in full point PPR that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because it's... Christian McCaffrey can have 27 and a half points. And then you have people saying, well, why didn't you put up 30? Why didn't it you put was, up 30? It, seriously, seriously. It was, it, was, it was like a letdown. There are people that are saying, oh, just 27? Just 27? You see, there are guys like if, if eh, I don't know, Nick Chubb puts up 25. People saying, oh, that's a great day. And it's a great day. Christian McCaffrey puts up only 27. People are just like, that's it. <laughs> As the great philosopher Aaron Rodgers once said, my down years are career years for other players. True. True. And as the great philosopher Aaron Rodgers once said, yo quiero tequila. What? Did you not see his post-game interview on the on ESPN Deportes after Monday Night Football? No. What? He said, yo, yo quiero tequila. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. But at, he's fluent in Spanish. Good for him. Fluent. I took Spanish for like five years, and I can barely put a coherent sentence together. I can barely speak English. But the point being, Aaron Rodgers, uh, after the show, I will send it to you because I sent it to a bunch of people. And I'm, I'll find it. I'm it sure was, it's out there. It was magical stuff. It was magical stuff. Actually, as a matter of fact, if you want to go on a segue before I take it over and just start babbling about these running backs, uh, if you want to give your uh, running backs for the week, you give your running backs and I will send you the Aaron Rodgers uh, Spanish clip. Okay. Works for me. So uh, just send it through text. I'm sending it on Instagram DM. Whatever's easier, I guess. That's that's the spot. Okay. So... Uh, as far as running backs for the week, you know, you're starting Chris McCaffrey. Um, the Chargers, I know you want to talk about the Chargers, of course, because it's the it's a very interesting situation. I said that this game is good. I think Austin Eckler is a good start. It seems like he's pretty healthy now. And um, if this game is as much of a gun show as I think it is, then I think that uh, he's a pretty solid play here. Um, same thing for Aaron Jones too, with green Bay. I mean, it's not gonna be the same 
as his incredible output on Monday, but I think he's still primed for a, uh, a solid game here. And then uh, other players that are worth monitoring. Hmm. I mean, Nick Chubb, of course, you know, you know, the Browns are going to run. So that makes, that makes all the sense in the world. Really tough matchup, tough matchup though. Cause Chicago's defensive line. Oh no, no yeah, joke. it is. It, it certainly is. Yeah. The defensive and, line's no joke. Yeah. But I still think that, I mean, you drafted him in the top 10. So I I'd recommend it. And um, hmm. anybody else do you think, Bird? Well, you see, what's interesting is I kind of have the same. Uh, I kind of have a differing view on how I feel with the running backs this week. I feel like based on run grades, based on the matchups, based on a whole bunch of different things. I feel like the matchups this week for the top running backs for like, if we narrow it down to the top 12 guys, I feel like the matchups for them are not exactly like gimme home run plays. Like when I broke it down into matchup ratings for these running backs, four of the top 12 for me are four out of five matchups. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, and Chris Carson. Those are the four that have more than four out of five ratings on my, on my matchup scale. But then if you go to three-star matchups, it comes down to there are only two for me, Austin Eckler and Najee Harris. Oh, excuse me, three, and then Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is, is the third there. So Cook, Eckler, and Najee Harris. So there, there are a lot of tougher matchups this week, but are they enough to make you really sit your guys, no, no. Like for me, for me, I have Aaron Jones at San Francisco as a one out of five. Am I sitting Aaron Jones? Fuck no. no. Fuck no. You are not sitting Aaron Jones. Not after a 41 last week. No way. So. Oh, Bird, it, do you want me to sit down and cook? Is that what you're telling me to do? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um, but in terms of guys that I do want to sit this week, and I w- would urge people to sit this week, uh, top of that list. Uh, there is a guy that is top of the list that is a starter on most people's teams that I'm strongly urging people do not start this week, and that is Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals going to Pittsburgh. He, in his career, Joe Mixon at Pittsburgh has been, quite frankly, unusable. So he that is a that. start. That is a start. That In PPR, I can understand it more because I think Joe Mixon will have some PPR upside. But in non-PPR and even in half PPR, I can't, I can't advise people to start Joe Mixon. I think that is just one that, please, for the love of Jesus Christ himself, do not start Joe Mixon. Do not, because I just, when I look into my crystal ball, I don't see anything good coming out of this matchup with Joe Mixon going to Pittsburgh, because we've seen it before. This is a matchup that we, I said, when we were going through the pre-draft process, this is one of those matchups where you're saying to yourself, shit, I spent a second round pick on him, but I don't know if I want to start him. This is it. 
this is that matchup right here. Yeah, I mean, it's not just Joe Mixon. I mean, the Bengals as a whole are pretty dog shit against the Steelers historically. Historically, yes. Historically, yes. Especially, especially at Heinz Field. Heinz Field, even more so that the Steelers, uh, that the Steelers, that the Bengals have been horrific against Pittsburgh in the past. So maybe that's one that I think people would want to fade. Meanwhile, on the opposite side of the coin, maybe if we step back and we go back to the quarterbacks for a second, Big Ben has been historically fantastic against Cincinnati at Heinz Field. So for that one game last year. Except for the one game last year, but again, that's just the last year and a half of Big Ben is just kind of an an anomaly, really. Uh, But that could be a stream if you want to go that way with 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 Big Ben. But uh, Joe Mixon for me is is a clear set. Like I no no I want no part of that. And I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you one, I'll give you one more sit. I have something for you. Go ahead. So I know you said that you like Jonathan Taylor's matchup. I do. But I, I don't like Jonathan Taylor this week. Like you're playing him because you, because you know, sunk cost fallacy, whatever. But like with Jacob Eason at quarterback, well, it only it only takes Jonathan Taylor to fall over the the goal line. That's all it takes. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he could have he could have 15 carries for 55 yards, but he falls into the end zone. It's a it's a good deck, and I think that there is a good chance that Jonathan Taylor does to score this week. So for me, that's why I have Jonathan Taylor as a as a solid start. I won't say I'm not saying Jonathan Taylor is a great start. He's my number eleven running back on the week. Uh, I have him I have him behind Chris Carson, and I have him ahead of Joe Mixon. So you know he's not like a, it, it's not signed, sealed, delivered. You know, Jonathan Taylor has got to play for you this week. Again, I mean, I don't know what team what team would have a better option running back wise than Jonathan Taylor, given he's probably a guy you spent the first or second round pick on. But if you have the capacity to bench Jonathan Taylor and you're scared that the Colts are just going to be a mess with Jacob Eason over Carson Wentz, and you have again, you have the facilities to bench Jonathan Taylor, then I mean, I guess bench Jonathan Taylor, but no leagues. No leagues that I'm in do the owners that have Jonathan Taylor at the facilities to be benching him. It's true. I mean, you said like 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago, however long ago it was, that you don't think the Colts are going to do anything against the Titans. You don't think they're going to move the ball all that well. I, I mean, I think they'll have success on the ground. I think that's probably the best means of attack for them. But the problem is if they keep running the ball, keep running the ball, they're, they're going to have to throw the ball eventually. I just, that's just the name of the game, law of averages. They have to throw eventually. What happens when they do throw? Do they have the success? Do the Titans just stack the box and dare the Colts to throw? There are a whole bunch of questions that, that I think need to be answered. But is it possible that Jonathan Taylor falls into the end zone? Absolutely. And if, and if he falls into the end zone, you know, that's half of his day just kind of made right there. Yeah. And, and it's not like the Titans defense is like the 86 bears or anything like that either. So they, there is the chance that Jonathan Taylor just goes wild and has a good day, but he's got things working against him. He's got the Jacob Eason problem. He's got the Marlon Mack problem. He's got the game script problem. So there, there, there are a lot of things that are potentially negative for, for Jonathan Taylor. And even Naeem Hines is there too. Yeah. Well, 
the yeah the Naeem Hines problem, but I think the one that directly impacts him the most is is Marlon Mack. Yeah, I think people kind of came into the year expecting okay, Jonathan Taylor may not be exactly the best PPR running back in the world, but I don't think anybody expected you know Marlon Mack last week to have two series by himself. Yeah, I mean people kind of just forgot that Marlon Mack was a thing because he tore his Achilles so early. Well, I think it's it could be worse. Could be worse. You could be you could be an Antonio Gibson owner and watching JD McKissick score a touchdown. Yeah, or a Clyde Edwards-Helaire owner watching Darrell Williams score a touchdown, or a Clyde Edwards-Helaire Clyde owner. Edwards-Helaire owner. Period. Period. <laughs> Jinx. 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 Um, Minnesota. Yeah. Pitch. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Just, just fuck you, my listeners. Uh, my listeners know what's up. I have a quite. I have two questions. Yes, yes, go for it. One of them is a, is about these two injured running backs, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, okay. and Darrell Henderson. Um. Well, from what I understand, is that Darrell Henderson is much more likely than Josh Jacobs is, and I don't know if that really helps anybody because Darrell Henderson is going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But if, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I said Darrell it earlier Henderson, in the week. You said, "What's yeah, that?" Darrell, what'd you say, Darrell? Hen- did you? I thought you said Josh Jacobs for a second. I I, I thought I said Darrell Henderson, but even okay. even if I did, I said I Darrell Henderson and Sony Michelle, whomever whomever the league running the lead running back is for the Rams, I would not want them to be starting against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's just one that. Oh, sorry, I just got a little sick. It's okay. It happens. Um. Yeah, I, it doesn't really matter to me who the who the starter is. I think that's just one that I would love to avoid, if at all possible. Uh, Josh Jacobs, that's that's an interesting one. If 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 he plays, I think you know it would be great if Kenyon Drake is by himself. I think Kenyon Drake is kind of like a ten to fifteen point running back. If uh, Josh Jacobs is out, which is basically like flex numbers for him and. I think he has more upside in PPR than in non. But if Josh, if Josh Jacobs does play, then there is a bit of a problem because you don't really know what is going to come out of it. But at the same time, I think anybody that owns Josh Jacobs wants to see a big time Josh Jacobs performance. So that way they can just sell him. Quite honestly, because Josh Jacobs fell into the end zone twice against the Ravens, but didn't exactly wasn't exactly the most efficient runner in the world. So uh, I think people are hoping that Josh Jacobs comes back, has a great game, and could trade him for something. Honestly, I think that we're probably hoping for the same thing with Clyde. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. To have a, Clyde has a good game, and then we trade him for anything that we can get. La- last question. Yeah. It's about uh, Miles Gaskin. Tua's oh. out this week mm-hmm. with the rib issue. Where did it with Jaco- with Jacoby Brissett, who's a competent quarterback? Yeah. Where does that leave the Dolphins guys? Um, Miles Gaskin for me is just outside my top 24 running backs. He's a top 30 play. Uh, I like the matchup versus the Raiders defensive line, but is it something that I like? Am I, you know, giddy to go ahead and start uh, Miles Gaskin? No, no, just because I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders are going to win this game, quite frankly. And I think they move on to three and oh. And I'm not exactly sure how much of 
the production from the Miami Dolphins offense, the limited production from the Dolphins offense that probably could have happened in this game is going to come from the running back position. Okay. It's a, it's a pretty big week for running back injuries, actually, because we have Jacobs and Henderson, Saquon with his knee maintenance, DeAndre it, Swift. Damian Harris. Damian Harris with the finger. Uh, Elijah Mitchell with mm-hmm. the uh, shoulder issue. So you really got to monitor those injury reports. Please. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Just, you know, and, and you all do this. You're all smart people. You listen to this, this program. You play fantasy football. You're all smart people. Uh, definitely, you know, monitor your injury report. Check back in your lineup Sunday morning at around, I believe, I believe the release time for the injury reports is 1130. I believe the, ina- the inactive list. Yeah, I think yeah, it's the around inactive 11. List. Yeah, I think it's like 11, 1130. Uh, that's when you get for your, the early full, games. your full clarity on the one o'clock games. Correct. So just, just be mindful of, of, of that, you know, going forward, but you're all smart people. You know what you're doing. I think the four o'clock games is around like one, probably one, one thirty. No, I think the four, I think the four o'clock or games, two? I think the four o'clock games are like three, three fifteen. Really? Maybe, that's kinda... maybe two thirty, maybe two thirty, maybe it's 90 minutes before kickoff. That probably, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that makes that makes more sense. So like the four oh five games, the those injury reports are like two thirty-five and the four twenty-five games, those injury reports are like two forty-five. Yeah. Something like that. Let's move on to receivers. Um, you think it's a good week for receivers here? I absolutely hope so. I mean, I'm just looking at the one situation that I think really intrigues me the most, and I'm very curious to see how it plays out. I'm is, guess, is it Seattle's? It, it always is. <laughs> it, it, it always is. I mean, how Tyler Lockett has managed to find his way to become a top five receiver for me on the week is, is truly astounding. But here we are. This is, this is the world that we are uh, living in. Tyler Lockett is a top five receiver where DK Metcalf barely breaks into my top 10. I mean, it's, laughable really um but on the flip side justin jefferson i think is a very good matchup against against seattle that's a that's a five out of five matchup for me and adam thielen as well i think has a very good matchup i have adam thielen as a top 15 play this week so i actually like all the receivers from that game if i'm being completely honest lockett metcalf jefferson thielen and even my guy kj osborne my guy kj osborne i think is a not a terrible play by any stretch of the imagination in, in, in deeper leagues. Um, but, you know, if, if you have issues with injuries, say you have Antonio Brown out on the COVID IR um, and you need, you know, a replacement there, I don't, I don't think you can really do much worse than, than KJ Osborne. It's like a little throw in the dark uh, sort of play. Yeah. Well, also, if you're dealing with situations like injury situations with like DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, um, AJ Brown with the maintenance, uh, mm-hmm. Marquise Brown, Deontay Johnson, T Higgins. Yeah. Well, there was, there was good news today with Amari Cooper that he was a limited participant in practice. So good sign for, for Amari and his availability for Monday. I mean, he gets that extra day too, which is, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, any, God, it's so weird seeing like Debo Samuel be, in the top like 20 top 15 of ESPN's projections. I hate it. 
But I mean, as long as Brandon Ayuk is still in the, you know, Dogcast? the force feet, like the, I had a thing for this. I had a reference for this, but whatever. Dogcast. The Phantom Zone. That's the, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Debo, Debo has a very tough matchup this week too, going up against uh, Jair Alexander. So uh, maybe, 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 maybe limit your expectations about what Debo will be able to. Uh, no, it's probably to... going to be Juwan Jefferson or Juwan, Juwan Jefferson. That's who he is. Yeah. 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 Juwan Jefferson. I think it's going to be Jair Alexander. No, 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 no. I mean, the receiver that if Debo Samuel shut down, you think it's going to be. Oh, oh, be oh on like, the opposite side. On the opposite probably side. Be like Juwan Jefferson has a big game. Or Trent Sherfield as well. Anybody but Ayuk. Yeah, yeah. Why? I have no idea, but yeah, pretty much. Um, but then another another uh, or Juwan Jennings. I'm sorry, Juwan Jennings. Your... That's it. Thank you. Good call, Adam. My bad. Um, the receiver that I think I want to point out this week actually is one that kind of breaks our hearts a little bit because it's not the guy that we want it to be. I think Mike Williams is like. Uh, He's a home run play this week going up against Kansas City. I think that's just – You better not be. <laughs> that's just a matchup that screams Mike Williams because Kansas City do generally have smaller corners. Mike Williams, as we know, is a behemoth of a human being, and I think that's just jump ball. Justin Herbert throws it up, and Mike Williams just magically comes down with one. It, it, it just screams it for me. Hey, listen, Keenan Allen is no short receiver either. No, no, he's no, he's no shorty, but Mike Williams is, he's a behemoth of a man, behemoth of a human being. But um, yeah, I think that's one that I'm, that I'm looking at. And I mean, I think this is another really good one. I mean, if you were able to claim him off, off of waivers week one or, or week two, or even this week, if he was available on your, on your waivers, uh, Sterling Shepard, I think is a really, really good play this week. I have him just outside my top 24 receivers of the week, but at home versus Atlanta, I think it's a very, very good play. And he's looking like the number one receiver for, for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones just does seem to like Sterling Shepard a whole lot. So yeah, I think that is a, a, a very, very solid play this week. Well, especially since Kenny Galladay has been limited with that hamstring injury all season long. So and, far. and Kenny Galladay has been in the doghouse for pretty much the first two weeks since he's since he's arrived in New York, quite frankly. Yeah, not not a great free agent signing so far. Yeah, I think I I think he also called out uh Jason Garrett too. I don't know if it was Jason Garrett. Uh, he was just yelling at somebody. It was yeah. it was a whole thing. It was at somebody. It was at somebody. But would we would, would we be surprised if it was Jason Garrett? No. 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 Wouldn't be wouldn't be at all surprised. Uh are you looking are you looking for sits? Did we did I give my sits? We didn't give any sets. I okay. think Julio Jones is a sit, frankly. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're starting him, I think. Yeah, I, but, I, I believe so, too. But uh, I think he, he is a sit for me. I think that's one where I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a sit for me. Um, you could make the case Allen Robinson is a sit. You can make that case. Uh, I, I, I would not. I would be it. starting Robinson. I don't want to hear it. I think Allen Robinson's a good play. I I would be starting Robinson. I, He's going I, up I against would. Denzel Ward, but like still though, it's Allen Robinson. Yeah, it's Allen Robinson. You spent a third round pick on him, most likely. I think that's one, and I'll I'll give one. That I think it's been a darling of 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 some over the course of the first two weeks. 
Uh, Devonta Smith, I think, is a sit just because I think Trayvon Diggs is going to be shadowing Devonta Smith. And we're going to see a little Alabama versus Alabama. Ooh. Yeah. Fun stuff. So I think. I think I think Diggs is going to be following Smith around, and Diggs has been absolutely sensational. The first two weeks was very good in coverage against Keenan Allen last week, and was very good, very good in coverage against Mike Evans week one. So I'm not crazy about the uh, Washington football team in any aspect this week, just because they they weren't inspiring. They weren't like too inspiring against the Giants defense, even though they won the game. Um, but Terry McLaurin is going to be drawing Tredavious White for the Bills. And it doesn't seem like a good idea to, I mean, you're starting him, but I temper my expectations. Yes. Yeah. That, that is one where you are, te- you're definitely tempering your expectations. I mean, Tredavious is going to be, that's, that's going to be a true shadow job on Terry McLaurin. So yeah, that's one where I'm really just tempering the expectations. It's backup quarterback with Taylor Heineke, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe he has a good day. But for me, for, for me, I definitely have um, Terry McLaurin lower than most. I have him as my wide receiver 22 this week. Um, I know the consensus is definitely a lot higher on Terry than, than I am. The consensus has Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver 16. So I am lower than, than the consensus is. Yeah, I think, I mean, he could definitely have a good game just based on sheer volume because who else is Taylor Heineke going to be throwing the ball to besides Logan Thomas? Well, and as we know, it only, it only takes one big play. You know, Terry, McCor- if Terry McLaurin has a 40-yard touchdown then that probably helps him have a good day. Yeah, then he's probably in the top 10. Yeah, and we know that that is a very distinct possibility when it comes to Terry McLaurin. That's his MO. Yes, exactly. But it's not as likely with Tredavious White. Correct. But, uh, yeah, um, as far as other uh, receiver sits, hmm. I, I mean, we already talked about Julio. We already talked about – we just talked about Terry McLaurin. Um, I don't know. Do you like the Eagles guys? Well, you said you don't, you're not, a, you're kind of fading Devonta Smith, but I'm fading Devonta Smith. Yeah. But what about Jalen Rieger? Um, I mean, I mean, is he someone that I'm like giddy and eager to start? No, he's a wide receiver four for me. Okay. Wide receiver four. Yeah, look at wide receiver four. And um, another duo, a, another duo that I think that people are going to be having questions about are the Rams, the Rams guys, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is a top ten play for me. Robert Woods is a top twenty play. Yep. So I like, I like Cup more. Okay. Well, I honestly I kind of like all four main receivers in this game or five, depending on Antonio Brown's situation. I don't love Evans as much. I like Godwin. I really like Cup, and I like Woods. So if I had to rank them, for me it would be Cup, Evans, Godwin, Woods. Okay. 
I got you. All right, moving on to tight ends. Yep. Easy week, I think, for tight ends that you're starting. Travis Kelsey, you're starting him. Yeah. There we go. Moving on. (laughs) You're starting Kelsey. You're starting Waller. You're starting Hawkinson. Kittle, I don't even know. I mean, you you spent the pick. You spent the high pick on him for some reason, for some dumb reason. For some idiotic reason, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Gronk is a good start just because he's going to catch touchdowns. he, He could benefit from the wide receivers getting a ton of attention. So I think, you know, given the, the, the clear emphasis on getting Rob Gronkowski involved in the passing game over the course of the last two weeks, Gronk could have another nice day with Ramsey really dedicating most of his time on Evans and, and Godwin maybe. Yeah. But and I can also tell you who I love this week. Love, love, love Noah Fant. Now, well, obviously. I couldn't, couldn't have possibly guessed. Well, I know it's my it, it's my job here to uh, just go and shit on the New York Jets. I I, I understand, um, but I think he's 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 a fantastic play. He's the number two target now that uh, Jerry Judy once again is on IR with the with the hamstring. You have Cortland Sutton there as well. Uh, Noah Noah Fant for me is a very 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 good play um, for anybody who is uh, struggling in the tight end department. Yeah, Noah Fant is is, is an excellent excellent play. Sorry, Adam. Are you done? Um, I, I mean, I can, I can keep going if you'd like. No, I don't know. Please. I, I could definitely keep going. Um, and then if, if people want. Are you done? A, no, I meant, are you done shitting on the Jets? Uh, no, never. I'm never done with that. If you want, if people want to uh, like a, uh, a little throw in the dark, I guess um, Dallas Goddard against Dallas Monday night. Great play. Uh, Dallas, of course, got torched by Gronk at the tight end position week one, and then Jared Cook should have scored week two against them. So uh, if you're playing law of averages, Dallas Goddard should be a very good candidate to score Monday night against the Cowboys. I saw Dallas Goddard on the waiver wire in our league, not really? the, in our non-co-own league. Really? Yes. I saw him on the free agent pile. I don't even think anybody picked him up. That's very interesting. Very interesting. You're welcome. I don't need another tight end. I have Hawkinson and Higby. I was going to say, if if he's still there, I might pick him up. That's what I did last year, basically. Nope. Someone picked him up. Oh, really? Yep. Someone picked him up. Oh. When? When was... Oh, he was picked up this morning for $1. There you go. Well... We're picked up. We're picked up. Dallas Goddard. You got a, You got a good deal. I think he'll be. Uh, he he should be starting this week. I think he'll he'll score uh, Monday night. Um, as far as uh, sits this week, um, I don't like Mike Kosicki. Yeah. Either he's not. He's not great. I think that's just the Dolphins in general. The Dolphins yeah. are very big time. Big time sits. Um, Tyler Higby. Could be a sit. It depends on who you're who who you have him up against for me. Um Hunter Henry, sit. I mean, it's not like anybody. I don't feel like there's anybody that I'm gonna say though that's like groundbreaking in terms of in terms of sits. You know the guys that are gonna be worthwhile starts. You know the sits this position. It's a, it's a very, very limited. 
That's how tight ends work. That is how the tight end position works, unfortunately. Yes, that is that is how it works. All right. Do you want to set our lineup for the No. No, I do not, because we still have to do defenses. Oh. oh. All right. Do you not want to do defenses? I mean, we we talked about we talked about the defenses on on, on, on the waiver show. Okay. So we then kind of, we kind of talked about them. I mean, Panthers, fine. Panthers are great. Broncos are great. Cardinals are great. Uh, don't start the Bucks or the Rams. Uh, Steelers could be a good start as well. Um, Raiders do so at your own peril. Boom. There you go. There's your defenses. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. So now do you want to set our lineup for the call? Yes. Fantabulous. Well, I just um, want to say also that we, you sent out a, a couple of uh, feeler trade offers. Uh, yes. And, and from what I understand is that the, the offers that I sent, the, the two that I have, one is for Chris Carson. The other one is for Dalvin Cook. Uh, the offers are going to be looked at later on today, Thursday. So the owner knows the owners know that they're there. It's just a matter matter of them having the time to kind of sit down together and, and look at them. But uh, yeah, so we will, uh, we will see about that one. Um, so the lineup right now, it's looking like Herbert, Henry Swift, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Rondale Moore, Tyler Higby, Javante Williams, Cardinal defense, Jason Sanders, Adam, do we want to get rid of Jason Sanders and go pick up another kicker? You know, I think, you know, uh, let me see who's available here. So the kickers that are the kickers that are available, Brandon McManus, Graham Gano, Greg Zerline, Matt Prater. I mean, I think the, the kicker that I like the most is Graham Gano. I like that one a lot. I know it's kind of like, oh, chasing a 22 from last week, but you need an offense that struggles to score touchdowns. And the Giants are an offense that struggles to score touchdowns, but they can move the ball. And I think against Atlanta, they're going to move the ball. And I know we're sitting here, we're debating about a fucking kicker. I know I, that's like, but that's what goes into making these line positions. It happens. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of in a situation where we are chasing the 22 because Graham Gano had a singular point in week one and he had two 50 plus yard field goals. But the matchup, last week. the matchup week one was awful. It was against the Broncos. The Broncos defense is good. The Falcons defense absolutely sucks. The Giants should have absolutely no issue moving the ball against Atlanta. No. So they're going to score a lot of touchdowns and it's going to be a lot of extra points. Are they going to score a lot of touchdowns though? We're f- f- remember who we're talking about. We're talking about the New York Giants. Okay. There's no such thing as a given with a touchdown when it when it comes to the Giants. And there they're going to be a lot of points scored. So even even if the Giants do score, you're going to get the extra points from from Goodnow. I don't love the whole Greg Zerline thing just because he's very unreliable. That's just me. He sure is. And outside of that, I mean, Matt Prater, I guess, is an option, but. Matt Prater. Oh, that's right. I mean, sure. Doesn't really excite me. 
as much. I, I'm just, I'm loving the option of Graham Gano. I'm loving the option of Brandon McManus. I think they're both, I think they're both very, very good options. I mean, if you're looking for a guy that didn't what have about, a stinker, Brandon McManus is the guy. He's got a nine and a 13. What about, I have two names for you. What about Tristan Viscano, who's the kicker for the Chargers? Or we have a Joey Sly revenge game. I see for me, I think the chargers are going to get absolutely killed. So it's going to come down to, they may stop kicking field goals in like the third quarter. That, that, that's just me. That's just me. That's how I feel about it. Or maybe you want to pick up uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. Uh, no, fuck him. Again, these are all guys that are on offenses that I think will be stopped. will are going to stop kicking field goals in the third quarter. The, the Colts could be getting killed. The Texans, oh dear God, no, thank you. And it keeps us out of this Thursday night shit fest. And the the Chargers, they're going up against they're going up against the Chiefs. So it's just kind of like I, I the way that I look at it is I I would be more open to Prater just because that the Cardinals should be in a position where they're winning that game. I, I'm I'm telling you, I'm in love with the Graham Gano option. I, I'm in love with it. And the McManus option, I like too. And he has a big leg, and they're in Denver, so you get you get the potential of a fifty-yard opportunity with Brandon McManus. I know he's going up against the Jets. I know Adam has just this this bane for starting anybody against the New York Jets. But well, I'm starting Brandon McManus, Sutton, so I can't. Doesn't really matter. Brandon McManus yeah. in Denver versus the Jets. That just screams opportunities for 45, 50 yard field goals. All right, fine. So who, who, who is it? McManus or Gano? McManus. Okay. So we'll go with McManus. We're going to drop Jason Sanders. It was nice knowing you, Jason Sanders. Well, we had you. You did absolutely nothing for us. You can go fuck yourself. Okay. Brandon McManus, welcome to the squad. Um, so for right now, we have Javante Williams in it, in it flex. I mean, I, I like that one a lot. Um. The real debate that we have, I think, for the time being, is do we want to start Hollywood at flex? Do we want to start Hollywood at one of the receiver spots? Me personally, I would not want to start Hollywood over Julio, but I think Hollywood as the flex option where we're starting Rondale, Julio, Keenan Allen, and Hollywood. Yeah, I fuck with that. Okay, Hollywood. So it would be Hollywood over Javante. Hollywood over Javante. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be pretty down for that because Hollywood has been really solid these past couple of weeks. And it's against the Lions, who cannot cover anybody. So we'll put Rondell Moore in at the flex spot. Does it matter at this point? No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because they're all. It's all one o'clock games. It's all one o'clock games. So, yeah. So that's it. So, I mean, I don't think there's anybody else. I just want, I just want to check one thing before we get on out of here. I just want to check the tight end market and see what's available. There's really not much. It's like Jared Cook is the best, the best one there. And that's just like very unappealing. So, 
Yeah, there's not really much for the uh, for the tight end market, but I I'm I'm happy with uh, Higby for for this week, just because I think they're going to have to really become more expansive with uh, with their with their overall offense. So yeah, yeah, Higby's fine. Well, this is the league, one of the leagues where like everybody has two tight ends, basically, besides yeah. us and the team that we're facing. Exactly, exactly. So tight ends are going to be a little bit uh, scarce. But outside of that, yeah, this is uh, this is the unless you like like Austin Hooper, potentially against Chicago. I mean, yeah, but the problem is again, it comes down to who are we dropping. Yeah, that's kind of the the thing with this team. Yeah, because we have so many, we have players that are good for us. We have too many good players. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm just looking at the matchups for the next next couple of weeks with the with the Rams. It's like we get Tampa, then we get the Cardinals, then we get the Seahawks, and then it's the Giants, Lions, Texans. So it's like, you know, you hold them for three weeks and, you know, hopefully you can afford it. And maybe you, you sneak in a win, you know, here or there. Maybe you're you're sitting there at two and three when then you get the Rams and you get them going up against, you know, shitty-ish offenses. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, it's sort of the, the name of the game. But we got the Cardinals going against the hapless Jaguars. So that should be uh, – that should be an, an interesting one. And uh, let's go Logan Paulson fan club. Let's go Logan Paulson fan club. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster, and we'll talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye. Bye.